In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, greetings from All Saints Episcopal Church in Fort Worth, Texas. It is May 3rd in the year of our Lord 2020, the fourth Sunday of Easter. The Holy Eucharist Rite 2 begins on page 1 of the leaflet found at the link below. continue on page one of the leaflet. Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, whose Son, Jesus, is the Good Shepherd of your people, grant that when we hear his voice, we may know him who calls us each by name and follow where he leads, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Now in the days when the disciples were increasing in number, the Hellenists murmured against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the body of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brethren, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the Spirit and of wisdom, whom we, whom we may appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. And what they said pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands upon them. And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, 
and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of grace and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, and of the Cyrenians, and of the Alexandrians, and of those from Cilicia and Asia, arose and disputed with Stephen. And Stephen said, You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. As your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did not your fathers persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and murdered, you who are received, who received the law as delivered, delivered by angels and did not keep it. Now when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth against him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice, and stopped their ears and rushed together upon him. Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him, and the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he knelt down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue with the gradual psalm, Psalm 23, found on page 2 of the leaflet. Let us recite Psalm 23 together. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. He revives my soul and guides me along right pathways for his name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You spread a table before me in the presence of those who trouble me. You have anointed my head with oil, and my cup is running over. Surely your goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever." A reading from the first letter of Peter. One is approved if, mindful of God, he endures pain while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if when you do wrong and are beaten for it, you take it patiently? But if when you do right and suffer for it, you take it patiently, you have God's approval. For to this you have been called because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, no guile was found on his lips. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten. But he trusted to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree 
that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hears his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not heed them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Decisions, decisions. After a certain stage of maturity, life seems to be a continuous series of decisions, interrupted only, I suppose, by sleep. And that was on a good day. Add to that the effects of the pandemic and Well, it's complicated. Even before COVID-19, we lived in what has been dubbed a VUCA world. That's V-U-C-A, VUCA. And that stands for volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. VUCA. Those, my friends, are hallmark features of the new reality in which we find ourselves. We are now making decisions in a culture marked by volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. How, then, do we make decisions in a Christian manner, in this VUCA world, this volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous world? Well, one popular way is the what-would-Jesus-do method. The thinking is that when faced with a decision— Ask yourself that question, what would Jesus do? Once you have an idea of what Jesus would do, that's the answer to your question. You should do what Jesus would do. But 
As helpful as this approach might seem to be for some people, I got to tell you, I don't care for it. The biggest reason I don't care for it is because of what is left unsaid but implied by the question, what would Jesus do? And what is left unsaid but implied? What would Jesus do if he were here in this situation? What would Jesus do if he were here, faced with making this decision? He's not here, but if he were here, what would he do? That's a problem. When you and I repeatedly put ourselves in that frame of mind, when we think that we are faced with a decision or a situation in which we have to imagine what Jesus would do if he were here, imagine what advice he would give if he were standing by our side, that's a problem. When we do that often enough, week after week, it doesn't take long before we've conditioned ourselves to believe that Jesus isn't really with us except when we bring him into our imaginations to help solve problems or answer questions or make decisions. What would Jesus do if he were here? Folks, that's not just a problem. It's lethal. It's lethal to our spirituality. It's lethal to our relationship with God. It's lethal to think about Jesus, to talk about Jesus as if he were not here. I'll give you an example. In a Christian journal recently, there was an announcement for a series called The Search for Jesus. The text read, The Search for Jesus, a provocative online series about who he was and what he did. Did you catch it? Who he was and what he did? Past tense. It's almost as if Jesus isn't around anymore, isn't it? And it goes on to say that the series will be, quote, a compelling look at Jesus Christ and his legacy, exploring the man whose life continues to inspire debate and wonder 2,000 years later. My goodness, he must have been quite a man, because 2,000 years after he lived, we are still debating and wondering about him and the legacy he left us at his death. Folks, if Jesus heard this kind of talk, well, he'd be spinning in his grave if he were in his grave, but he's not. Jesus' life didn't end 2,000 years ago. Jesus died 2,000 years ago, but he rose from the dead and lives still, even today. This provocative series should not just be about who he was, but also who he is. Not just about what he did then, but also about what he is doing now. And so for us, as we are faced with decisions and situations today, the question should not be, what would Jesus do if he were here? The question should be, what is Jesus doing now? Because he is here now. And the follow-up, critically important question is this, what is Jesus calling me to do now in this situation? Because he is calling me now in this situation. Jesus isn't restricted to the past tense or the subjunctive mood or the optative mood. Jesus is present tense here with us and Jesus will be future tense here with us. Jesus is with us and will be with us because as he says of himself, I am the good shepherd and I will be with you always. Jesus is, not was, but is the good shepherd. And you are, and you are the good shepherd's sheep. And we are the good shepherd's flock. Jesus says of himself, the good shepherd, the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name. The good shepherd goes before them 
and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Jesus is caring for us today. Jesus is leading us today. Jesus is calling us to follow him today, right here, right now. So, decisions, decisions. How do we make decisions as followers of the Good Shepherd? Well, not by imagining what Jesus would do if he were here, but by following the Good Shepherd who is here with us by listening and by hearing his voice and by going where he is calling us to go. Now, we as sheep frequently don't like where the Good Shepherd is leading us, do we? The Good Shepherd is going in a certain direction, but we don't want to follow him. We don't want to go there. Now, what are you talking about, Father Jambert? Well, let me give you an example. Listen to the Good Shepherd's voice here. Jesus says, Take up your cross and follow me. Jesus leads with his cross, and I'm called to follow him with my cross. My first instinct as a sheep is to say, I don't want to take up a cross. It's heavy. It hurts. I don't want to follow you, thank you very much, because I know where you're going. It's that hill over there. We as sheep want to be led to the pasture, to the green grass, don't we? And we sheep want to be led to the cool, clear, still water, don't we? But sometimes the Good Shepherd seems to be leading us to the valley of the shadow of death, and that's a place we don't want to go. Take a look at today's epistle about how we, the Good Shepherd's sheep, are to follow him. Peter writes, For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, that you should follow in his steps. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but he trusted to him who judges justly. Peter reiterates what Jesus tells us, that you and I are to follow in Jesus' steps. That's another way of saying we are to follow where Jesus leads. And Jesus' lead is to suffer patiently. Jesus' lead is to suffer patiently for others. Jesus' lead is to be reviled and not revile in return. Jesus' lead is to be threatened and not threaten in return. And we sheep think, I don't want to go there. I don't want to suffer to be reviled or to be threatened. And if I am, I'm going to strike back. No one is going to do that to me and get away with it. And beyond not wanting to do that, we as sheep question, is it even possible for us to do what Jesus in his leadership calls us to do? Yeah, Jesus can turn the other cheek, but he's Jesus and I'm not. Yeah, Jesus can pray for his enemies, but he's Jesus and I'm not. Yeah, Jesus can forgive those who persecute him, but he's Jesus and I'm not. He's the good shepherd and I'm just a sheep. And so in our questioning, we sheep come to the conclusion that it's not possible to follow the leadership of our good shepherd. So why even bother to try? But that's not true. It is possible, and we should try. Let's look at the story of Stephen, one of Jesus' other sheep, in today's reading from Acts. Stephen was the first deacon in the Christian church. And when he was accused by the Jewish synagogue of speaking blasphemy, they seized him, brought him to trial, set up false witnesses against him, dragged him outside the city, and stoned him to death. Is it possible for Jesus' sheep to follow his leadership? Well, 
As they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he fell to his knees and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And he died. Does what Stephen did and said sound familiar? Father, forgive them? Yeah, because that is where Jesus led, and that is where and how Stephen followed. Jesus led by forgiving those who sinned against him, and Stephen followed Jesus' lead, didn't he? Stephen heard the good shepherd's voice, and he followed him. And in Stephen's case, following Jesus, the good shepherd, wasn't pleasant. It wasn't fun. The life of a Christian The life of sheep who follow the lead of the Good Shepherd is not always a life of green grass and cool, still water, folks. Sometimes he leads us to bear adversity. Sometimes he calls us to endure patiently the affliction we experience. Sometimes. So, how does this help us as we are faced with our decisions today? Decisions about our marriage, our job, our relationships, our careers— Decisions about our illnesses, our pride, our hate and envy and desire for revenge. What should I do? No, that's not quite the right question. What would Jesus do if he were here? No, that's, that's not right either. As we face those difficult situations and decisions, this is what we should ask and pray. Jesus, I know you are in this with me right now. You are calling me and I am listening. What are you calling me to do? You are leading me, and I will follow. Show me the path you are taking. And by your Holy Spirit, give me the faith and the courage to follow your lead. For you, Lord, are the Good Shepherd. And yea, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And as we listen to Jesus, as we follow Jesus, by taking up our crosses daily and by walking in His steps, His steps which lead to Golgotha and the cross, we know that Golgotha is not where Jesus' journey ended. And we know that that is not where Jesus leaves us either. Jesus moves through Golgotha and death to resurrection. Jesus leads us through our own Good Fridays to Easter to new life, abundant life, eternal life. Jesus leads us through the valley of the shadows to a banquet table spread with a feast and to a cup that runneth over. Our opening prayer today is most fitting as we struggle in this world marked by volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. The same prayer that we will say twice daily all this week at morning and evening prayer. And it is this. O God, whose Son Jesus is the Good Shepherd of your people, grant that when we hear His voice, we may know Him who calls us each by name and follow, follow where He leads. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. We continue the Holy Eucharist on page 3 of the leaflet. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, 
true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We continue with the prayers of the people. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church, that we all may be one. Grant that every member of the Church may truly and humbly serve you, that your name may be glorified by all people. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons, that they may be faithful ministers of your word and sacraments. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world, that there may be justice and peace on the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake, that our works may find favor in your sight. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble, that they may be delivered from their distress. Give to the departed eternal rest. Let light perpetual shine upon them. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. May we also come to share in your heavenly kingdom. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. On our parish intercessory prayers for this Sunday, in the Universal Church, we pray for the Anglican Communion in Japan. In our diocese, for St. Patrick in Bowie, St. Andrew in Breckenridge, and Ascension St. Mark in Bridgeport. And for our mission partners in Kenya, Father Ogacho, Clarissa Buto, the girls and staff of Amazing Grace Children's Home, Primary and Secondary Schools, and the Cummings Guesthouse in Awasi. For our mission partners in Belize, Holy Cross School in San Pedro. And for our own school, All Saints Episcopal School, we pray for the teachers. And for those in special need, particularly Tessa, Suzanne, Pam, Amy, Catherine, Becky, Ed, Justin, Michael, Elizabeth, Justin, Mary, Carol, Roger, Karen, Jenny, Jay, Kay, and Deborah. For those in the armed forces, medical, emergency, and relief workers, and for all in harm's way, especially Christopher, Colton, Diego, Douglas, Ian, Paul, Peter, Sean, Sean, Thomas, Will, Wyatt, Katie, Lindsay, and Megan. For those celebrating birthdays today, Julie, Amy, and Caitlin. And for the departed on the anniversary of their death, Father James Paul, Joe Stover, Thomas DeWitt, Raymond Baker, Robert Baucom, Lydia Courtney, Molly Giefer, Catherine Henning, Gary Grant, Myrtle Stone, Bill Burris, Don Ryan III, Claire McGuire, Claude Wilson, and Walter Roberts. O Lord our God, accept the fervent prayers of your people. In the multitude of your mercies, look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, a lover of souls, and to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. 
Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit keep you in eternal life. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you, and also with you. Good morning and welcome to All Saints Episcopal Church's podcast. We are planning on distributing Holy Communion today at the West Circle Drive of the church on Crestline Road, weather permitting, of course. And that will be from 10 to 10.30 this morning. This is a drive-through communion, so please do not get out of your cars. We continue to worship every single day on this podcast with morning prayer and evening prayer Monday through Saturday. Morning prayer is about 8 a.m. daily, and evening prayer comes in about 5 p.m. every day right here on this podcast site. So please do join us as you are able. Again, welcome to all saints. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God. We continue with the Eucharistic prayer, beginning on the bottom of page 5 in the leaflet. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right to glorify you, Father, and to give thanks to you. For you alone are God, living and true, dwelling in light, inaccessible from before time and forever. Fountain of life and source of all goodness, You made all things and filled them with your blessing. You created them to rejoice in the splendor of your radiance. Countless throngs of angels stand before you to serve you night and day. And beholding the glory of your presence, they offer you unceasing praise. Joining with them and giving voice to every creature under heaven, we acclaim you and glorify your name as we say, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We acclaim you, Holy Lord, glorious in power. Your mighty works reveal your wisdom and love. You formed us in your own image, giving the whole world into our care, so that in obedience to you, our Creator, we might rule and serve all your creatures. 
When our disobedience took us far from you, you did not abandon us to the power of death. In your mercy you came to our help, so that in seeking you we might find you. Again and again you called us into covenant with you, and through the prophets you taught us to hope for salvation. Father, you loved the world so much that in the fullness of time you sent your only Son to be our Savior. Incarnate by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, he lived as one of us, yet without sin. To the poor he proclaimed the good news of salvation, to prisoners freedom, to the sorrowful joy. To fulfill your purpose he gave himself up to death, and, rising from the grave, destroyed death and made the whole creation new. And that we might live no longer for ourselves, but for him who died and rose for us, he sent the Holy Spirit, his own first gift for those who believe, to complete his work in the world and to bring to fulfillment the sanctification of all. When the hour had come for him to be glorified by you, his heavenly Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. At supper with them he took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Father, we now celebrate this memorial of our redemption, recalling Christ's death and his descent among the dead, proclaiming his resurrection and ascension to your right hand, awaiting his coming in glory, and offering to you from the gifts you have given us this bread and this cup. We praise you and we bless you. We praise you, we bless you, we give thanks to you, and we pray to you, Lord our God. Lord, we pray that in your goodness and mercy, your Holy Spirit may descend upon us and upon these gifts, sanctifying them and showing them to be holy gifts for your holy people, the bread of life and the cup of salvation, the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Grant that all who share this bread and cup may become one body and one spirit, a living sacrifice in Christ to the praise of your name. Remember, Lord, your one holy Catholic and apostolic church, redeemed by the blood of your Christ, Reveal its unity, guard its faith, and preserve it in peace. Remember all who have died in the peace of Christ and those whose faith is known to you alone. Bring them into the place of eternal joy and light. And grant that we may find our inheritance with the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, with patriarchs, prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and all the saints who have found favor with you in ages past. We praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through Christ and with Christ and in Christ, all honor and glory are yours, Almighty God and Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, forever and ever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. If you're coming in for Holy Communion today, please press the pause button now and then resume after communion with the post-communion prayer. Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace, and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia.